Welcome to Artful Aging with your host, Amy. Are you a senior or a caregiver of a senior looking for support and direction? Best-selling author, educator, and expert in senior living, Amy Friesen is here with the help you need while providing you with an important and valuable support network. So now, please welcome the host of Artful Aging, Amy Friesen. Good morning, Amy Friesen, and this is Artful Aging with Amy, and we are live from Bold Brave TV. Many of you have experienced with massage therapy for various reasons and for various places. However, have you ever inquired into what myofascial release is, or do you know what it might be? Did you know that the fascia, I believe is how I pronounce it, Tara's going to correct me, the fascia is the body's main connective tissue, connectivity tissue that connects everything else to everything else in the body. Some benefits of myofascial release include improved range of motion, reduction in soreness, and tension release. My guest today is Tara Hagen-Fields, a myofascial release therapist, massage therapist, and owner of Fascial Connections, a myofascial release wellness center here in Ottawa. Tara is focused on creating a clinic that and her team believe that treating the whole person and not just the symptomatics, uh, the symptoms of pain, and they all work together to do this to make sure that the whole person is treated uh, all the time. So thanks so much for joining us, Tara, today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, and I know, Tara, I am not very good at explaining other people's professions. So can you please help me explain um, basically how your clinic works, what and, and what myofascial release is? Yeah, so myofascial or the fascial system, you did really well. It is that interconnection between everything in the body. So it is a thing that shapeshifts or compensates or distorts itself um, and most often when we have injuries or trauma or we're going through healing processes we fix or go after the symptoms myofascial release looks at the whole being so the clinic itself um, i stepped away from traditional massage therapy years ago and really focused on streamlining a practice um, based around the fascial system, because for me, it was the thing that was missing in the component of traditional rehabilitations. So we have physio, we have osteo, we have massage therapy, and together we focus really on that fascial system. Fascial release, very different. Um, it's not painful. It's not uh, in any way smooth flowing like you would experience with massage therapy or any of that sort of thing. Quite often it's the opposite in that as an evaluation we hear symptoms um, but we treat the whole body so symptoms may be experienced in shoulder but you might be wondering why we're down on your left knee for some reason because how again that body shape shifts or compensates is ideally what's continuing our holding patterns and continuing for us to experience pain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, basically. Um, fascial release is gentle. We're placing our hands on your body. We like tissue, skin, um, but we're not using lotions. So very different in that sense. And we're trying to free up. I, I like to use the word of rehydrate tissue 
over time with aging, inflammation, trauma, that tissue starts to lay down a matrix of scarring um, and restriction. And that's usually where we start to feel pain or discomfort or um, our body's not at ease anymore. So as we're working with you, what we're trying to do is gently rehydrate that tissue so that flow can start to happen, ideally. <laughs> Terrific. And I always find it interesting. Obviously, I have come to see you myself, and I always found it interesting too, right? Like you do a, a kind of a full body look to figure out, you know, <laughs> when I'm leaning too far to one side or whatnot because I have a hip issue. And so, and then you, and then you kind of choose your sections of the body to go at to, to loosen it up so uh my hip issue for instance uh came it was hip bursitis when I was pregnant and I really had to work that out with Tara and I did it with Cairo and a whole bunch of different things um how else do you get fascial restrictions Tara anything and everything really I mean it's um over time it's our body dehydrating it's laying down tissue. So um, trauma, meaning you've had an injury or emotional trauma or mental trauma. Our bodies go through this incredible state of being able to be in motion until we stop. And it's that halting part that our body starts to backpedal from or try to transition through. And usually it's that stop that starts to create issues in hips or shoulders or nervous system, anything and everything, digestive system, essentially, like I said, anything. And whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental trauma, whether it's the aging process, um, whether it's inflammation because of a cut or swelling for pregnancies or medications that we're taking fascial restrictions happen because they need to lay down to protect the body and it protects the body for a purpose short term the problem is when that protection continues long term that it perpetuates other issues that arise and we don't necessarily see them linked as scenarios to what's going on on in the now just that it happened in the past so pains um traumas that happened years ago 15 20 30 years ago it still plays a role in our body um and how that presents can be very much different for every single person that we meet um, every single person that you meet um, it might be a digestive issue it might be a nervous system issue it might be a mobility issue um, it might be represented as anxiety or depression. We don't know, but that matrix starts to lay down to protect the system so that we can still function. And that's ideally what we're, we're really trying to treat. I think a lot of folks don't realize that the traumas, specifically, you know, mental and emotional trauma stick with you, right? And, you know, that you have to find ways to release those traumas. And so when something's happening to someone let's call it 20 years ago, and now it's like something physical has come from it, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're they're trying to, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think what, you know, also what you're saying is that, you know, we're trying to look at everything that's going on 
and then address not just physical, but what else is going on, eh? So, yes. so let's continue this conversation after the break, Tara. We're going to chat a little bit more in depth about myofascial, myofascial release. It's a tongue twister. I'll get it. We'll see you in a minute. We'll be right back on Artful Aging with Amy. Welcome back. I've been speaking with Tara about myofascial release. Tara, could you please share with us how myofascial is different than massage therapy? Because I'm sure that many people are very familiar with massage therapy. Even, you know, even if they haven't seen a massage therapist, they kind of have a general understanding. But myofascial, I find that people don't really have a good understanding. So can you tell us, you know, give us a bit more information about how they're different? Yeah, so massage therapy in general, and, and I've come from that background. I was trained as a massage therapist. Um, and in that background, we use multiple modalities to help the patient get out of their pain cycles. Um, using lotions, using oils, uh, joint mobilizations, um, traction, flowing, elbow deep, all that sort of thing. Um, and it, it's an incredible technique. It's an incredible modality to use. Um, I still quite often use it as in referral and I, I get massage too because I'm a big promoter of it. Um, but I started to recognize that the continuation of doing the same thing over and over again to treat the same problems was an issue. And for me, it was because we weren't getting down to that root cause. Um, so with the fascial system and myofascial release in targeting that fascia itself and the matrix of everything that's surrounded at that deepest level is the cellular level. So we're really sinking down gently into that space and waiting for the body to start to release. So unlike massage, where it's more flowing or elbow deep for 30 seconds, whichever, Myofascial release, if done correctly, is gentle application of hands on the body at the hot, hard, or tender areas is usually where I like to begin with somebody. Um, and, and we can see those as therapists. We can see where something is distorted. So that's where we're going to start. So we're going to put our hands on you, and it's gently just sinking into that tissue until that tissue starts to push back. If we push beyond that tissue, then we're doing more of the traditional therapy and modalities. But if we sit there and wait at that barrier of where they start to push back, that's where the magic happens. Because now our bodies are not forced to deal with an attack of elbows or deep tissue or any of that sort of stuff. It can just sort of breathe in that space of where it feels comfortable to allow the therapist to come in. We might put you in compression, so bringing our hands closer together, or we might put some tension on you. But in that space of time, we're waiting. We're not forcing, we're not um, encouraging the tissue to go one way or another. We're following those releases that are truly yours or the patient in that moment. Um, and it might look like movement. It might look like um, emotions coming up. I always say that because um, sometimes we have these things at that cellular level where emotions might come up or the movement might happen or the aha moments. I call them my Oprah moments um, where it's like, oh, that reminds me, 
you know, this, this, and this happened back when, and all of a sudden I'm getting a story of something that happened 20 years ago that the patient didn't necessarily know they were still hanging on to. So with fascial release, it's a slow, um, methodical process that's really being guided by the patient under my hands or a patient under our hands, um, rather than thinking of A, B, C, and D has to be completed in order to finish this treatment kind of thing. Um, some patients might be left in the middle of something going on and that's okay because everything that we do with our treatments goes back home with them and the, the process continues. I think that it's great to explain it that way as well. Like we were talking before about emotional and the mental part as well. It's that a lot of people go to look for massage therapy and things like that for the physical, you know, hands-on body. They understand what massage therapy will be. Mm -hmm. And it's important to kind of tell the difference because you're right. It Sometimes it takes multiple times. Sometimes you have to go home. I've done it myself. You have to go home and like things come up because you're moving the body's different traumas and things like that and trying to release all that from the body. But it's not usually not a one time and you know, you're out. Right. And it, you know, the same for massage therapy. Often you have to kind of be continual about it. I, I do it to keep my stress levels down because I end up um, storing stress on my shoulders a lot and just to kind of keep the, you know, a little bit at bay. Um, but I think it's great to make sure that people understand that it's like, it's not just a physical trauma. It's always, you know, lots of different things come out. So can you help um, our audience explain and explain to them how myofascial would help with sleep and inflammation or could help with sleep and inflammation in the body? Yeah. Sleep and inflammation. Um, I mean, that's one symptom of, or two symptoms in this case of how the body responds to chaos going on in the system. Um, and again, chaos can be represented because of any issue that's happened, right? Um, especially aging or especially as caregivers, especially as, well, everything that's going on. Our nervous system starts to heighten itself. And we start to, especially during the last two years, I think most of us, I mean, I'll put myself in the category, maybe it's unfair to generalize, but we've existed up here with our nervous system in just going, going, going and responding to everything that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So as we start to work with the body and we start to rehydrate the tissue, I always like to use the analogy of a hose in that over time, aging, inflammation, trauma, somebody's come and put their foot down on that hose. So nothing is going through. We get a lack of flow. And above that foot, we get a pressurized system. Well, that lack of flow might look like dysfunction. You can't move well. Um, you're not sleeping well. You're not digesting well. All of those sort of things. And then above that pressurized system, can be an overloaded nervous system. It can be the inflammation. It can be the inability to come down or downregulate, as, as most of the practitioners would call it. How we work with that is that in slow releases, that foot 
starts to come off the hose. So we start to rehydrate the tissue. So inflammation, um, sleep patterns where you are heightened and you're not able to sleep because you're existing way up here, start to come down and starts to flow so that the system can start to function on what we call a regular balanced system. Well, Tara, I have a lot more questions for you. So we're going to take a break because you're so good at explaining all of this. We'll take a break. We'll continue our conversation when we come back. You're watching Artful Aging with Amy. Welcome back. We're talking to Tara about myofascial release. Uh, we were just talking on the break about how, you know, when I've gone to see Tara, it's there's a symptom that, come, you know, brings me to see her but basically I think all of our lives are just symptoms and you can kind of do that and go in to see someone if you're not in our area or go in to see Tara if you are in our area to just you know get some stuff figured out because I think that you know you're right Tara that all of us have been dealing with COVID and all that stuff and everybody's a little bit heightened at the moment and I say a little bit uh, most of us are probably a lot of it at this point because we're still dealing with it right so can can you tell our audience, is myofascial release good for anyone and everyone? Is it good for seniors? Is it good for caregivers? Talk, talk to me a little bit about who can benefit the most. I honestly am a believer that everybody needs myofascial release. Um, most often we treat our bodies in segments. It's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, which means we have our coaches and we have our psychologists and we have our manual therapist, but myofascial release is the things that sort of combines everything because at that cellular level, that's where we hold things. Um, so I'm a firm believer everybody needs myofascial release and you don't have to have a specific aha moment that drives people in. I was telling you on the break, right, um, that we tend to look at the epicenter for everything. And it's the ripples that drives people in. So it's the symptoms that drives people to go to their appropriate care provider. Um, but that's just the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. The iceberg actually goes deep. And we don't know what that looks like beneath the surface. So elderly, yes, definitely. Because their iceberg, I mean, they're, they're, they have such a wealth of information in a span of their history right um but how how we treat that has been totally different and it's continuing to progress in time care providers um and care providers being children of parents um that are aging definitely care providers being moms or dads that have been or teachers that have been stuck in this COVID situation uh, and having to learn and find new ways to adapt. We're always adapting, but their systems are heightened too. Um, care providers being nurses and doctors and therapists like myself or PSWs, all of that, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what walk of life we're coming from. The reality is as humans, we tend to respond in the moment. We're in the moment and, and we need to do this, this, and this in order to navigate through the moment. But everything in the past, everything that we've been carrying and holding on to is really going to navigate how we go forward, right? So for example, as a care provider, you know, 
maybe burnout is real or maybe we still have that heart space about a patient that we lost four or five years ago and and we remember that and we don't want this same scenario to unravel the same way we need to go back and heal from that moment because again it's it's pushing us to respond um and response is in the moment how we function response is how we digest response is when we lay our heads down can we actually just stop thinking um response is do we hold our breath as we're just sitting here or as we're moving do we stop breathing because we're still bracing for impact in some way so everybody needs myofascial release and everybody can do myofascial release it, it doesn't take i mean yes i've done a lot of training right like and, and this is what my specialization is but you yourself can do myofascial release uh, a mother can do myofascial release a grandmother one of the best treatments i've ever had was a grandma and don't get me wrong i was like wait a second grandma's gonna treat me <laughs> huh grandma's got skills because she just allowed herself to really like come in and be gentle and hold space and wait at that barrier with me so that she wasn't forcing her way through and and i think as we force our way through that's we get short-term responses or a short-term impact but we don't really have that longevity of authentic releases um so you yourself and grandmas can all do this to support our loved ones or ourselves as we move forward. I think that's so important for everybody to learn as well. And I think that what you touched on as well with um, somebody, you know, watching right now that might be a senior, you know, things have progressed so much since, you know, maybe maybe there's an 80 year old watching us. And since they were 40, things have, you know, been super progressive. And um, a lot of the seniors at the moment right now, you know, don't have experience with different therapies and don't realize that there are different ways to treat things. And I would say, like you said, the iceberg is so much bigger on the bottom under the water. And there's probably so much pent up things for everyone that as a senior who's had this for such a longer time, just, you know, generally just speaking of age, you know, I think that that would be so helpful and it would contribute so much in their life. Um, I think that's super valuable for people to take away from this. Really um, I, yeah, really absolutely. With that, I mean, we don't want to neglect and not honor how great people have done in continuing to move forward. We, we have the ability of where we're at to treat ourselves or to function as is, and that needs to be honored. Um, but there's so much more that can be done, like you said, moving forward in a gentle way that, you know, is not threatening for any single person on the table. Well, and a part of what I do with the show is that you only know what you know when you know it. Right. And so 
as we bring more information to people, I'm hoping that they, you know, if they're in the area, they're going to look you up. Or if they're, you know, generally looking and interested, they'll look up myofascial release because, and, and you know, just to see more information or to get more information or go and try it because um, it's just a different way to look at stuff. And, and I'm, I've always been of the mind of just being open-minded and trying things, but not everybody's like that. And so I'm hoping to shed some light uh, for some people. But let's continue this after the break. We have a lot to cover, and uh, I'm not sure we'll be able to get through it all. So we might have to have you on again. (laughs) You're watching Artful Aging with Amy on Bull Brave TV. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. We've been talking all things about myofascial release. Um, Tara and I are going to do kind of a quick fire Q&A. But before that, I want to ask you, Tara, there's a lot of misconceptions when I speak with other professionals. You know, when we're talking about other modalities or just generally, there's a lot of misconceptions because people have the wrong information or they just don't know enough information. What kind of things, uh, what kind of misconceptions about myofascial have you come across that we can maybe help debunk for our audience? Um. I think the biggest one is that it has to hurt to work. Uh, quite the contrary. Uh, myofascial release, and and that's another thing, I guess, it'll combine it with both, is that when therapists are looking or patients are looking to see a myofascial therapist, myofascial release is a very broad word now. Um, so some training is quite aggressive and it's forcing releases on patients. and maybe that's the, it continues to perpetuate a pain cycle, um, which is not what people want ultimately. But in that gentle space of the biggest misconception that has to hurt to work, when we're softer, when we're gentler, our body is not bracing and we're not waiting for that same impact that we keep coming up against and we need to hold on to in order to push through and allow something to happen. The gentler the approach, the better the response, because then your body has this ability to just go, okay, it wasn't so bad to move through that. That didn't hurt. I can, and you know, like even just taking that breath for myself and coming down at it, like I felt a little bit of emotion. Okay. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go spend a little bit of time with that emotion today because again holding on it's protected us for so long and it served us purpose but if it's not serving us purpose anymore it's okay to let those things go but it's hard to let go of those things when it's hurting or physical pain is being brought upon us so yeah misconception it has to hurt to work and the more aggressive we are or fascial trainers, those sort of things. When you, when you get outside the scope of practice of regulated practitioners, the training is different. The training is different and it can be a lot more aggressive than gentle. I think that a lot of people who I've experienced with massage therapy, like myself, you know, it's, you know, have a hot bath afterwards, right? It's, it's sore afterwards because Things are, you know, they're, they're manipulating it. And it's much different when I go and see you, for instance, I'm just trying to explain this for our audience because I've had both and it's a much different process, you know, and, you know, it might be way more emotional than massage therapy might be. So, you know, be prepared for that. Some people aren't, 
aren't prepared for that and they don't know that they need it or want it, but there's a benefit. So Karen, let's do a quick Q&A session because there's a lot of little questions that I want to just kind of get out so that the audience knows. So I guess uh, my first question is, what should I wear for my session for myofascial? Uh, I like skin. I like skin, but I want you to be comfortable in your treatment. So rather than using a top sheet where most people will think about going to see a massage therapist and they need to disrobe, we encourage bras, tank tops, um, bathing suits, shorts, anything you feel comfortable so that we can get our hands on your skin, but that you don't feel like things are going to pop out or go wayward, um, and you can move through. Um, we have blankets and sheets and stuff like that, but if we can go without it, even better. Because seeing the skin is just as important as touching the skin. Lots of things show up and highlight themselves that might very much be indicative of us needing to treat that other space that's connected to whatever our hands are on right now. That was one of the things when I first came to you too. It's it that's what's different, right? With massage therapy, you basically go down to your underwear and you're under a sheet and you do your thing. And then with you, you're like, yes, bring some shorts and a tank top. <laughs> you don't you don't need to get naked. You're good. <laughs> so that was interesting. So I think that would be helpful for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Will I need more than one session? Always, always. Uh, but what that looks like is totally different because each person coming in we treat them as their own individual. There's no textbook plan on how to treat these symptoms. So yes, everybody needs more than one treatment, but in each treatment, everyone also goes home with the same tools and principles of what it is your therapist is doing with you in your treatment room. So you can continue to do this process at home, not, I mean, ultimately our goal is that you don't need us as therapists, that you know how to transition through your crisis moment, which might be pain, which might be um, indigestion or bowel flare. It might be anything and everything you want to list in this category. We're teaching you how to do it yourself, ultimately, or oh. we're teaching a loved one to help you through the process to support you in that space so that they can help you. That was one of the other questions I had is there is there homework to do? So what types of things do you send home for homework if there is like obviously you just told me there's homework. So, you know, what kind of things do they do? Yeah. And homework, I mean, I always joke I'm like I'm giving you some homework and I hope you're going to do it, but um really it's more <laughs> self-care and self-awareness that I give you. It's empowerment to learn more about your body. Um, so for example, I might be giving you something where your legs might be up the wall, but it's gentle releases, or maybe you're laying on a ball, but it's gentle releases so that you can feel those hot, hard, tender areas. Um, so, you know, you, for you example, you know, if you work out today and you're like, Oh, what the heck did I do? Put the ball there. It, it's telling her it wants support. So we give these tools so that you can spend a little bit of time, at least five minutes a day is what we encourage. Um, 
you can spend five minutes a day, you can feel that tenderness or that spot start to ease. And then hopefully you're going to start to be able to feel beyond those pain points or those hypersensitive points and see how it all works together in that area that's hot, hard, or tender. So balls, ligations, everything goes home with you. I think it's important to kind of highlight the fact too that, you know, a lot of people don't take the extra time for self-care. And this is one of those things, you know, if you're going to, you know, get in to see Tara or someone similar, you know, you have to be prepared to take the time for self-care or it's all, it's kind of all for naught, right? So, you know, it's something you have to learn and, and move through, but we're going to continue this conversation after the break. We're going to be speaking to Tara Weir. I'm going to be speaking with Tara about prevention and probably a couple other questions if I can fit them in before our time ends. You're watching Artful Aging with Amy. I'll see you in a couple minutes. Welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. I'm your host, Amy Friesen. Today I'm talking to Tara about myofascial release and trying to give you tips and strategies to you know, help your body move better and, and be more comfortable and less painful and release emotional traumas, all sorts of different things. I hope you've been watching the whole show. If not, you're gonna have to rewind and go back and, and see what we're talking about. Now let's look at prevention methods and techniques. Uh, anybody that's been watching our Aging knows that my guests and I are all about prevention and planning. Tara, what can our audience do to prevent or at least decrease pain when trying to address their body's needs? Um, a few things. One, listen. Listen to your body. It's a powerful tool and it's very aware of what's going on. We've just trained it to scream us because that's the only time we respond to it. So listen to your body because it's telling you every day what's going on, whether it's anxiety and holding your breath, whether it's indigestion, whether it's swelling being retained in an area or pain, start listening. You know, the, there's answers there. There's answers there. You're very wise. Um, and just start there. From that, what I would encourage people to do is a little bit of their own self-treatments using an air-filled ball or a towel roll, um, pair of socks, stopping at the barrier. So when we're doing stretches, if we want to release something, where you start to feel tension, don't go into it even more. Back off of it just a bit. Because in that space of just supporting our tissue, it's supporting the heightened areas of awareness, we're able to hear more. So you're going to be able to start to feel beyond what's heightened, what's talking to you. Um, and that's a really big part of how we treat the body and, and what we as therapists are watching for or dialoguing with patients. There's more to just the symptom. The iceberg is deep and how everything is connected is really important. So stopping before you go too deep into a barrier or a stretch holding your stretches longer. So if you're only doing 5, 10, 30 seconds, you're not doing anything. You're only ever working in the elastic component of our tissue. If you can pause in that space of three to five minutes, 
that's where the magic happens. That's where the tissue starts to rehydrate itself. That's where you're going to start to feel the shift of what you're feeling in the area beyond that area. And that's more telling for each individual with awareness because now you know where else to go. For sure. And what about uh, my thoughts as well is that, you know, what about uh, making sure people are being physical and moving and taking breaks and things like that? There's a lot, you know, as a business owner myself, I'm finding myself sitting longer not doing some stuff and I'm actively trying to get out of that. So what about us business owners and caregivers uh, to take care of ourselves? What do you recommend for that? Totally. Same thing, right? Uh, Give yourself that time, at least five minutes a day to care for yourself. But more importantly, find opportunities to treat yourself during your day-to-day routine. Meaning if you're sitting here having a conversation or a Skype meeting, nobody needs to know that you're sitting on a pair of socks or an air-filled ball treating, you know, something that might be going on in that hip or pelvic floor, or maybe there's a set of balls behind you and you're just gently leaning into them. Maybe you're breathing because your therapist taught you how to breathe in a different way, but nobody needs to know you're doing that. So put opportunities into your daily routine that you're not having to carve out extra time to do. So as a care provider, uh, I'm a care provider, right? I'm self-treating while I'm treating patients all day long. (laughs) I'm very aware of what's going on in my body. And if my leg needs to come up and go into a gentle stretch or sit on, on a ball or put a ball under my foot while I'm treating, I'm doing that. I'm giving myself permission to be aware of what's going on all the time rather than getting lost in the fog of the daily routines and having to check off the lists, I'm keeping myself as a priority because the reality is that I can't be a better therapist for you if I'm not aware of what's going on in my own. Does I think that, yeah, like I think that you really hit something there as well is about giving yourself permission to take care of yourself. And so, you know, my, mind tends to be going all the time because I have a lot of things going on and I have found a way and ways to incorporate movement or treatment into work or whatnot and I I batch things together right and I you know if I'm getting up to go for a walk you know my mind is always going and you know sometimes you need to break from your mind too so you listen to an audiobook or something like that you can do multiple things at the same time you don't have to just choose one. And so I think that a lot of caregivers specifically feel like they just have to choose themselves. That's it. That's all they can do. But there's ways to blend it, wouldn't you say? Totally ways to blend it. And opportunities, like they're numerous, right? Uh, you're doing treatment notes if you're a care provider, Um meaning PSW, nursing, doctor, all that sort of stuff, right? If you're doing notes, there's no reason why you can't be, you know, self-treating. If you need the opportunity to get out and take a walk, listen to a podcast, listen to a Calm app or something like that, that teaches you about getting into your body and feeling what's going on so that you can spend that extra time. Otherwise, again, we're just, we're bracing for impact. And unfortunately, for a lot of individuals, that impact 
winds up being burnout or it winds up being yeah. anything. Yeah, I think it's really important to, to try to recognize that and kind of try to stay on top of it. And the best way to do that is to build that into your routines and, and just make it a little bit of a habit and, and make it, you know, a part of your life. Tara, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You have such a vast amount of knowledge. I learn every time I talk to you. I will be scheduling more time to come and see you. Absolutely. So thank you for the extra information. But again, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. After the break, I'm going to share some of my top benefits that I've found to massage and myofascial therapies uh, for and what I found for benefits, but also how they can benefit the seniors in your life. You're watching Artful Aging with Amy. I will see you in just a minute. Welcome back to Artful Aging with Amy. I hope that you've enjoyed today's show. As someone who has regular massages and I've also seen Tara multiple times, I can attest to the relief that comes from both massage and myofascial release. They do differ quite a bit, as you've learned today, um, but I think both are really beneficial. And so hopefully, if you're in our area, you'll look Tara up. And, and if you're not in our area, have a look into it and see if it might be a therapy that matches for you. I thought that I would put together some of my top tips um, if you are a senior or you're a loved one of a senior and you're considering uh, massage therapy or myofascial, these are kind of my top tips and what I feel uh, would be benefit to many people. So tip one, uh, myofascial release really increases the blood flow to limbs. So circulation is a huge issue for seniors as well as balance and the increased blood flow will definitely be a benefit. So um, getting that extra blood flow will hopefully also help reduce falls as well, because once your balance is off, then you tend to have more falls as well. So that's definitely my number one. Number two, it softens hard muscles and tissues. So becoming less active over the years tends to make our muscles much tighter. And so doing massage therapy or myofascial, I'm, I'm talking about both at the moment, but they are different as you've learned. Doing them really helps to soften those tissues so that, you know, um, if you have become less active or if you're a senior that's not being as active as you used to be, these, these two uh, therapies should help out a lot. Number three, uh, massage specifically could help increase the feelings of care and comfort. There are many seniors who, with, who are without a partner or close friends and therefore they don't have the same level of human touch that they once did and massage can be very beneficial for that just having someone touching uh, and massaging and, and rubbing your back and, and whatnot um, definitely increases um, a, you know a, a lot of things as you see but that feeling of comfort and that someone is caring for you and number four as you heard Tara say massage and myofascial can help with sleep and relaxation as well um, myofascial, you know, it's always, you know, releasing different things every time you go and see someone. And so it might not happen right away. And the same with massage therapy, it might not happen right away, but stick with it because you're always trying to get to an end point, but there's not really an end point. There's just a progression line. And so don't get discouraged, go and see and seek out these therapies, but stick with them for a little while because, you know, not everything changes overnight, but you should see benefits quite uh, quickly once you start looking into it. And there you have it. 
On next week's show, we're going to be discussing how to walk through an end-of-life journey with your loved one with my guest, Laura Dill. Uh, If you've enjoyed today's show, please feel free to uh, share and like it um, and share it with your network so that other families can help Uh, you can help them find us because there's a lot of people that need the information that we're sharing or they don't really know that they need it, but they might be looking for something similar. So please share with your networks. Thank you so much for joining me today on Artful Aging with Amy. From me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. You've been listening to Artful Aging with host Amy. Many folks just like you feel they're alone in their journey in helping a loved one or caregiver. So tune in each week and let Amy show you that help is around the corner and is just one conversation away here on Artful Aging.